It's This Is My Story, Trinity Chapel Church, and Reverend Charlene Offer. Good morning. Good morning. I'm excited to share this message with you today. So I'm asking each of us to not get discouraged, but come into courage. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I am Charlene Laver, pastor of Trinity Chapel Du Bois, inviting you to journey along with me with a message on the call to courage. My only request is that you would agree to allow your hearts to be enlarged, challenged, transformed by the renewing of your mind. This morning, I was awakened to the word courage. And the lyrics of a song immediately came to mind. We were made to be courageous. We were made to lead the way. We are warriors on the front line, standing unafraid. But now we're watchers on the sidelines. We were made to be courageous and we're taking back the fight. The only way we will ever stand is on our knees with lifted hands. Make us courageous, Lord, make us courageous. We will reignite the passion that once burned deep inside. In the war of the mind, I will make my stand. In the battle of the heart and the battle of the hand, we were made to be courageous. Oh, Lord, make us courageous. Lyrics by Casting Crowns. As I began my day, I picked up my phone and I noticed a notification from Facebook reminding me of a memory that I posted three years ago. God says, the things you've been through have taken something away. You've lost some shine. You've lost some of your innocence. And along the way, you've also lost you. You don't do the things you love to do. You don't get excited the way you once did. But if you will take my hand, I have a plan. I'm going to teach you how to war for your blessings, how to contend for your joy. Child, I'm going to show you how to intercede for your own soul. And at the end of it all, you will have your fire back. Isaiah 43, 19. And my scripture for the day was Joshua 1, 9 and Deuteronomy 31, 6. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Joshua 1, 9. There was no doubt in my mind the Lord was speaking to me in a very powerful way. I set my heart on the Lord and began to cry out to him, Show me your ways, O Lord. As I began to meditate on his word, this scripture came to mind. Be on your guard, Stand firm in the faith. Be courageous. Be strong. 1 Corinthians 16, 13. 
So where do I find my courage? A courage that stands the tests of life's battles and hardships. A courage that would take me into the fire. As it is written, And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto death. Revelation twelve eleven. I want that kind of courage. So how do I find it? I began to look to God's word and came upon the story of King Nebuchadnezzar and the three young men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. When faced with persecution, they replied, If we are thrown into the blazing fire, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it. And he will deliver us from your hand. But if he does not, we want you to know we will not serve your gods or worship the golden statue. Daniel three sixteen through 18. So where does courage come from for those who are overcomers in all things? Number one, courage comes from knowing your God. The God we serve is able to deliver us. Allow me to share my testimony, the test of fire. I was faced with a terrifying moment. I wanted to go to Bible study, but I was commanded to provide a meal or my life would be threatened if I did not. So I set about putting oil in the frying pan to make fries. In haste, I put frozen fries into the hot oil, causing a great fire that rose to the ceiling and down along the wall. I was standing in front of a wall of fire, and I thrust my hand into the fire and called on the name of Jesus. The fire had begun to engulf my hand, arm, and shoulder. But at the name of Jesus, the fire went out. And I was still holding on to the frying pan that was scalding hot and carried it over to the kitchen sink. To my awe, the fire had not burned me or my clothes or even my hand from the scalding pan, nor was there any sign of fire on the wall and the ceiling. I, too, was able to shout out. The God I serve is able to deliver me. Do I believe in the story of Shabra, Meshach, and Abednego? Yes, I do. Jesus is the same yesterday and today and forever. Hebrews 13.8 Let us listen to another story, the story of David and Goliath. 1 Samuel 17, 45 through 47. David said to the Philistine, You come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hands, and I'll strike you down and cut off your head, 
This very day I will give the carcasses of the Philistine army to the birds and the wild animals, and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. All those gathered here will know that it is not by sword or spear that the Lord saves, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give all of you into his hands. Again, David knew God, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give all of you into our hands. David knew the Lord was raising him up to be a warrior from his experience as a shepherd. 1 Samuel 17, 34-37 But David said to Saul, Your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. When a lion or a bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock, I went after it, struck it, and rescued the sheep from its mouth. When it turned on me, I seized it by its hair, struck it, and killed it. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. The uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them because he has defied the armies of the living God. The Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will rescue me from the hand of this Philistine. Both stories show that being strong and courageous means trusting in the Lord as one true source of strength. As it is written, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He shall direct your paths. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Then Saul said to David, Go, and the Lord will be with you. Number two, courage comes from knowing your purpose. Knowing your destiny will cause your feet to walk straight toward your destiny, not allowing confusion or doubt to sway you to take another path. You will be focused whose mind is stayed on him and his purpose for your life. For God has revealed your purpose through life experience, prayerfully seeking Jesus and his direction for you. Study his word and allow the Holy Spirit to empower you to walk the path God has chosen you. David knew his path. Let us be reminded that Jesus himself set the example by meeting all his temptations with the revelation that he was born to die. As John the Baptist proclaimed, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world, John 1, 29. His destiny was to walk directly to the cross and lay his life down for the whole world. We must also go to the garden and cry out, Not my will, but thy will, O Lord. We too must choose to trust in God. And by doing so, we will have the courage to let go of fear and face our challenges with faith. Number three, courage leads to faith. And faith leads to receiving the promise. Allow me to share with you a few scripture passages that prove this to be so. Let us begin in Acts 4, 24 through 31. And the house began to shake. The believer's prayer, 
On their release, Peter and John went back to their own people and reported all that the chief priests and the elders had said to them. When they heard this, they raised their voices together in prayer to God. Sovereign Lord, they said, you made the heavens and the earth and the sea and everything in them. You spoke by the Holy Spirit through the mouth of your servant, our father David. Why do the nations rage and the peoples plot in vain? The kings of the earth rise up and the rulers band together against the Lord and against his anointed one. Indeed, Herod and Pontius Pilate met together with the Gentiles and the people of Israel in this city to conspire against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed. They did what your power and will had decided beforehand should happen. Now, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. After they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. The centurion soldier, odd God. My heart has always prayed for this moment that one day I would stand before the Lord and he would look into my eyes and say, you have awed me. The faith of the centurion. When Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him asking for help. Lord, he said, my servant lies at home paralyzed, suffering terribly. Jesus said to him, shall I come and heal him? The centurion replied, Lord, I do not deserve to have you come under my roof, but just say the word and my servant will be healed. For I myself am a man under authority, with soldiers under me. I tell this one, go, and he goes, and that one, come, and he comes. I say to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed and said to those following him, Truly I tell you, I have not found anyone in Israel with such great faith. I say to you that many will come from the east and the west and will take their places at the feast with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the subjects of the kingdom will be thrown outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then Jesus said to the centurion, Go. Let it be done just as you have believed it would. And his servant was healed at that moment. Luke eight forty three through 48. Woman with a hemorrhage. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years, but no one could heal her. 
She came up behind him and touched the edge of his cloak, and immediately her bleeding stopped. Who touched me? Jesus asked. When they all denied it, Peter said, Master, the people are crowding and pressing against you. But Jesus said, Someone touched me. I know that the power has gone out from me. Then the woman, seeing that she could not go unnoticed, came trembling and fell at his feet. In the presence of all the people, she told why she had touched him and how she had been instantly healed. Then he said to her, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. Gentile woman asks Jesus to heal her daughter from a demon. Matthew fifteen twenty-two through 28. A Canaanite woman from that vicinity came to him crying out, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is demon-possessed and suffering terribly. Jesus did not answer a word. So his disciples came to him and urged him, Send her away, for she keeps crying out after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. The woman came and knelt before him, Lord, help me, she said. He replied, It is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. Yes, it is, Lord, she said, but even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus said to her, Woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted, and her daughter was healed in that moment. Let me share my faith testimony. Jesus calls me to Pittsburgh. As my son lay ill in the local hospital, I heard the Lord call me to take my son to Pittsburgh, and so my faith journey began. As I spoke with the doctors, they refused to refer me to the Children's Hospital in Pittsburgh. As I went back and listened to the Lord for further counsel, the Lord gave me the scripture to go down through the roof. I encourage everyone, please go to Luke 5, 17 through 39. I'll give you just a little snippet that involves a paralyzed man and his friends who dearly loved him. And so the Lord said, Go, avoid the crowd, and remain obedient. I did so. I contacted the doctor in Pittsburgh, and he agreed to see my son. What I didn't really think about was I had no way to get there. I had only one car. And this one car was already in the hands of my husband to get to work to and fro. So I didn't even know how to get there. 
but God. But God has my dearest friend contact me only moments after I agreed to go to Pittsburgh to meet with this doctor. And to my shock, and again to my awe, she said, Charlene, what are you doing on this day? And I said, well, I need to go to the hospital. She said, that's where I need to go. I said, really? Where are you going? She said, to Pittsburgh, to the Children's Hospital. (laughs) That's my God. I had a ride. I had a ride to Pittsburgh. God even set up the ride. And so, shortly after that, my son seems to be getting better and better. By the time we were supposed to meet with the doctor, I realized that my son was doing very well. And for one quick moment, I nearly prayed, God, could you just make him a little sick? (laughs) I really didn't know why we were going. I just kept walking in obedience and in faith. As I arrived at the hospital, my friend alongside of me, I prayed and said to the Lord, what do I say to this doctor? And I heard in my heart Tell him you came because of your faith. So when we arrived, his first question to me was, why did you come? And I had the answer. You see, doctor, I have come because of my faith. The doctor examined my son, and it was what I expected. The doctor said he was completely well. But God, it didn't end here. The doctor requested that we sit down and talk with him about our faith. Imagine God sending us from Dubois to Pittsburgh to share our faith. Later, we went down to the lunchroom. Something odd and mysterious happened. Suddenly, an angry man focused in on me and began to shout at me and tell me I had no right doing what I did. For those of you who understand that there is both good and evil, I knew I was under attack. But I know my God, and I know my enemy. And as he started to run towards me, I looked into his eyes and I said, I had every right, my faith is God's to share. In that split moment, the security guard grabbed him and took him away. But it was such a big moment that nearly everyone in the cafeteria was in fear for me, and I had peace. Because of that moment, not only did we minister faith to the doctor, but we stayed till nearly one o'clock in the morning ministering hope and faith to all those in the cafeteria who took us to their sons and daughters, mothers and fathers to bring faith into the room. How I praise God that He gives us opportunity to share our faith. As it is written, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I encourage you to get your testimony 
But more importantly, I encourage you to read the testimonies found in Hebrews 11 and become a faith champion too. Lastly, number four, courage is rooted in a different spirit. Numbers 14, 20 through 24. The Lord replied, I have forgiven them as you asked. Nevertheless, as surely as I live and as surely as the glory of the Lord fills the whole earth, not one of those who saw my glory and the signs I performed in Egypt and in the wilderness, but who disobeyed me and tested me ten times, not one of them will ever see the land I promised on oath to their ancestors. No one who has treated me with contempt will ever see it. But because my servant Caleb has a different spirit and follows me wholeheartedly, I will bring him into the land he went to, and his descendants will inherit it. May you walk with a different spirit and receive your promises. Let us turn to Jesus in faith and follow his counsel to be strong and courageous, knowing with assurance that he is with you always. Lord, I cry out. Make us courageous, Lord. Make us courageous. We will reignite the passion that once burned deep inside.